obviously we've already touched on Point the Pain and through Irish Eyes, which are the main bits, but... Quick question, asking for a friend. Yeah. Can we layer the place? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, honestly... But Point the Pain finds Point the Pain clear, and Point the Pain is going to be here on Cup Day. Point the Pain has won it from Lunsies through Irish Eyes and Warning. Then horrifying Splendiferous again. Yep, I'm happy to go with the favourite there. Race one, number six, Duel. Really well, the $1.2 million colt. And Duel comes clear, ease down near the line, will win it by about two and a half. Uh, the only other bet I had at Clemson was race eight, number 17, Triple Missile. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I followed you in there. Huge run in the long run. Triple Missile at the 50. Mystery shots kicking back with Biometric, but Triple Missile's holding on and won it in the last, the other uh, Cummings runner, Athelric. And Athelric fighting out the last. Athelric going after American President. American President and Athelric nose and nose to the wire and I think the favourite got there. Athelric. Now we'll go west to Belmont. Uh, race eight is the Roma Cup over 1200 metres. It's a group three, really good race. Uh, we've tipped into Elite Street at $2.90. Um, I think he is the best sprinter in WA when he's right. Man now tests him, reaches the lead, Elite Street starts to stalk them. Red Can Man, here comes Elite Street. On the outside, Elite Street goes to Red Can Man, puts him away again, and Elite Street goes home to win the Roma Cup. Elite Street first. He could be a star. He'll win under his own steam tomorrow against a, a weaker opposition than last start. Up to hop on Harry, then Residue, Ritalero, and Ungawa, but Elation hitting top gear from Hop on Harry and Residue, and Elation's too good in the Adelaide Guineas, three from three. Just one for the International tonight, if anyone listens to this in time, number one Stradivarius at uh, race four, York. Stradis even 70%, he should be winning. Rory Flanagan is our international man, and he thinks he's a mile, so... Stradivarius for the half bottom to cover. Thunderous sticking game lead to the task. Frankie nudging away off Stradivarius. Strad the impaler in three Yorkshire Cups for Stradivarius. And Frankie punches the air. Punners, hello and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Uh, if that intro doesn't get you up and about for more Group 1 racing, then I'm not sure what will. This week, of course, we've got the Group 1 Doom and Cup. It looks set to be dominated by one horse, and then we've got the Goodwood. That looks a little bit more open, but I'll uh, welcome in my co-host now, Nick McWalter. Nick, how's the week been? Yeah, good, mate. Um, oh, wow, that, that intro's got me uh, got me all excited. Um yeah, you've done you've done really well there. It was a it was a good week last week. Hopefully we've uh, we've we've set a reasonably high bar to to platform off and uh, to improve on. But um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I think there's a few good bets this week, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, I think that uh, intro took me longer than it took me to do the form. So hopefully, well <laughs> worth it. <laughs> we'll start with our usual segment of what's happening in racing. Uh, the first uh, point I wanted to touch on was Bayed. Best horse in the world, question mark. Uh, he's now unbeaten seven out of seven. He's won three group ones. We know in Europe their group ones probably count for a little bit more than ours. They don't have many of them. Uh, he went past alcohol-free, free world, chinned it first up um, like they were standing still. We both watched the win. What did you make of it? 
Yeah, well, it's, uh, it was hard not to be impressed, wasn't it? Like, um, I sort of sort of blinked and I was like, did that really happen? Like, he just went yeah. straight past him and I was like, wow. Like, he, he sort of just left you, left you a little bit speechless. But I don't, I'm not on top of the international form as good as uh, the Melbourne form and the Australian form, but by the sounds of it, he, he's... Nothing's going to stop him anytime soon. Um, heading into the Ascot Carnival, um, yeah, he looks like he could be a pretty good multi-anchor at the shorts. But yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's good. You want to you want to see good horses in the world, and yeah, who knows? Hopefully, a clash with Golden Sixty one day. Maybe that'd be that'd be pretty mouth-watering. It would be. I'll quickly read out the TRC Global Rankings as they stand right now. Bayed number one, Golden Sixty number two, as you mentioned. Nature Street number three, and then we go to some American horses on the dirt. Life is good. Jackie's Warrior. Zaki's number six. Nick's Go, number seven. Euphoria, uh, the very good Japanese horse, is number eight. And then Very Elegant and Animo uh, are nine and ten. Obviously, the European flat season isn't in full swing yet, so there is uh, a bit of GST on, on our, all our good horses in there, but it's still pretty good to see. Uh, the second agenda yeah, absolutely. item... absolutely. Um... Yeah, you want to touch on that? Oh, no, nothing nothing in particular. But, yeah, it's good to see that the Aussies are up there. Um, yeah, two, yeah. Of, two of our better horses. Nature Strips, well, I think he's the best sprinter in the world, so I hope he, he proves me and everyone else right when he goes over and beats up on them in their playground uh, in the not-too-distant future. And, yeah, Zaki's arguably our best horse, um, over that mile 2,000 distance. It's a shame we didn't get to see him win a Cox Plate, which I reckon he might have uh, last spring, year. but he'll be back for revenge. He'll be back for revenge this spring, and uh, who knows, he could have one hand on the, on the plate as we speak. Yeah, exciting times ahead. The second agenda item was the Warnable record turnover. We were there, $67 million for the three-day carnival, up nearly 7% year-on-year. And also a total of twenty nine thousand and forty eight for the total crowd. Those are good numbers. Yeah, that's uh, that's huge. Um, being my third year, like I, I sort of saw the year before COVID, and then I saw a sort of rough year of COVID, and then I saw a year without COVID. Um, I, I feared um, just by the the whispers from people around Warnable that they thought Warnable would never be the same after COVID, but the figures that they 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 say otherwise really like it's only going to get bigger and better and it's more so not so much the older blokes it's about you know the demographic of you and I yep. and a little bit older um, that are going to make Warnable make Warnable great in years to come because it truly is um, the best week of the year I think yeah the ball is back. Uh, the number one, uh, number three, sorry, I wanted to talk about was uh, punters.com.au put out an article of their top 10 favorite race calls. Luckily, because I haven't updated the app, I um, I get through the, the paywall, <laughs> so I get to see all their good stuff. Um, so yeah, I just want to talk about who are some of our favorite race calls. I'd go number one, Matt Hill, number two, Darren Flindale, number three, Mark uh, McNamara in Hong Kong, and then probably four, Darren McCauley. Did you have a, a lean? Yeah, I could come with you. Matty. Yeah, Matty Hill would probably be number one. Um, 
he gets it right more often than not. It was a rare blemish on Wednesday. Um, you never see him get him wrong, really. He normally yeah. either stays out if they're really close. Um, but I suppose that's what defines a good race caller, isn't it? I'd much rather listen to, to Matty Hill because you sort of you don't have to watch the race to know where your horse is in the run and how the race is being run. Yeah. See where if you listen to Terry Bailey, like you just know who he's backed, <laughs> and, and, and it sort of turns you off. Like I know a few people like him, but I'd prefer not to listen to him. The only one. Flynn Dell's never been one of my favourites. Um, I do like McNamara when watching Hong Kong and McCall play late in WA, but uh, Rick's one of mine, but yeah. he's, he's not everyone's call? cup of tea. Do you have a favourite uh, call from me? Do we have enough time? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, there's the so grand many. Um, yeah. uh, this year's Grand Annual, um, my yeah, first ever Grand Annual ZM gold medals. Yeah. There's just so many of them. Like any, you could listen to any jumps call at Warnable, and you'd struggle to say that it's not it's not up there with one of the better calls yeah. that you hear. He's, he's a gun, Rick. Um, I love him, especially over the jumps, but I might be a little bit biased there. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, my two favourite calls will probably be the V M Declare Melbourne Cup. I think Matty Hill absolutely nailed that, and then some of Mark McNamara's uh, Golden Sixty calls have been brilliant. Uh, the only other thing we wanted mm-hmm. to touch on was uh, Shelby 66. How is he racing again this week? This is getting <laughs> ridiculous. Like, we said we said last week that it was getting ridiculous, and then, you know, it was in the paddock, and I'm like, oh, finally. Like, you know, this poor horse. Like, I know he's probably got the best interest for the horse at heart, but there is no way. Like, this has gone a bridge too far now, surely. Yeah. And then to hear during the week on RSN that the horse was in the paddock because he had something wrong with his foot. Like, he's pulled out, he's pulled up lame three of his last four starts. So, to me, he should already be going to the paddock. And then he was in the paddock, and he's, uh, uh, Danny Williams' racing manager has come up with the idea that uh, he's the spelling paddocks are flooded, so he can't go to the spelling paddock as it is. So let's find another race for him this week and just run him again. Like, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah, madness, to be honest. But um, I think the less we talk about that, the better. I think we'll move into the racing. Mm. Uh, the first group one yep. is the group one Doombin Cup. It's a race seven, 2,000 metres, wait for age. Uh Heading the market is, of course, Zaki. Um, we go out to Polly Gray, Huetta, Kukaracha, Great House, Comentina Bay, The Chosen One, Maximal, Colding, and then Esty Fenny. Not sure how it's got to run in a group one, but it has. Currently a heavy eight um, <laughs> at Zoombin, rousing the true. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a 10 tomorrow, 25 to 45 mils of rain forecast. What are your initial thoughts? Oh, I don't know. Um, like I'm not greying up for one second, partners. Don't think I am. But I, I just sometimes, you know, Benny. I don't know if you feel this. Sometimes I just get a little bit of a sick stomach feel the day before a big race. Like something just doesn't feel right. Like, of course, I'll be cheering Zaki. Yeah. I'm I'm seat two A in the fan club behind you. But like, I don't know. There's just something. I just got a bad feeling like this track could be 
absolutely cactus by the time this race comes. And I've just got... I know that he hates the real heavy, heavy track. Like, he's got panels, uh, panels on this field. But... Yeah. Um, Soft serving or better, he's I a don't know, there's just, I've just got... Oh, dollar ten. Like, there's no... It's not even up for debate. But, like, we're going to be dealing with a heavy ten... Oh, I, I just got a real unease feeling. Like, he should just win. I don't think he's going to win by a big margin because Polly Gray is a dead-set wet tracker. Yeah. I'm not on at the early price, and I'm still uh, on the fence. Like, just dollar fifty. There's, yeah. there's $1.50, there's still enough fat there. Like, I've got yeah. a couple of multis trying to play him in, um, and I think you can definitely make him a result by just adding a couple of other good things for the day in, but... From a betting proposition, I don't think you can lose on the race if you back Polly Gray the place. At even money, I think she's as good as a place moral, if you want to say that on a heavy track. Like, the horses in behind, oh, they're, they're just making up the numbers, aren't they? Like, Yeah, I think yeah, so. There are, I think there are a Zaki horses, wins, but... But not by as much as some yeah, people I think. I think Zaki wins, but... I think Polly Gray is definitely a danger if the track gets to a heavy 10 like it may. So for a betting proposition, I want to have both as a result, uh, which we touched on earlier today, which is what I'm trying to do. Um, but yeah, if, if you put a gun to my head and said, have one bet in the race, I'm probably back in Polly Gray the place. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, the, the early price we are on is $2.50 or $2.70 boosted and I'm, Quite happy about where we sit. Obviously, he's into a dollar forty-five, and it's a, we've taken a great bet. But he is not at his absolute best on a heavy ten. And if you're diving in at, at yeah. those short short odds, you want everything to be lined up a hundred percent. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I, I'm not growing up. I, like, he's he's one of my favourite horses. But like, when you're diving in at those quotes, and f- for what you've got to have on, for what you're going to return. You want there to be no complications whatsoever, or yeah. you don't want to have any sense of doubt, and there, and you can't you can't be completely confident on a heavy ten. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. I, I'm hoping if it does get really really heavy that they call the races. If it's that bad, I hope yeah. they just call yeah. it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I do see a sense, man. I think Polly Gray can get close to him, but. At the end of the day, yeah. I think Zaki still has a bit of improvement to come out of the Hollandale. Um, I'm not buying into the fact that just because there's an extra 200 metres that Polly Gray will beat him. I agree that the oh, mayor no, is no, a good no, place no, chance, no, no. but Zaki's going to control this and I think he just should be winning. Moving on. Yep. Yeah, right. I'm happy. Uh, next group one is, of course, the group one Goodwood race eight at Morphville, 1,200 metres for the sprinters. Uh, bit of a fun fact, this race was a handicap two, uh, 2007 and prior. It's now set weights and penalties. Um, since then, it's been won by some of our really good horses, Takeover Target, uh, Black Caviar, Blackheart Bart, and also Santa Ana Lane. Uh, there are probably no horses of that stature this year, but we'll quickly go through the market. It's Extreme Warrior, the three-year-old, $5.00. Behemoth eights, the Astrologist nine, Saber 2XL nine fifty, the Inferno nine fifty, uh, Ballinipatina sixteen, General Bow sixteen, Lombardo eighteen, Manhattan Times nineteen, Regards Marie twenty one, Not an Option twenty one, Hal Vorson twenty six, and then we're out to Frankie Pino, Instant Celebrity, Ironclad, Acer, 
Free of Debt, Outlaws Revenge, and Bo Rossa. Um, I think we're going to do a quick quick runner by runner. I've got them all sorted here in order. So we'll go number one, the top weight behemoth to start with. You go first. Uh, worried. I'm, I'm not as worried um, as first thought. Like, let's we'll quickly touch on something off the top. Yeah. We were pretty keen in the boat. Um, yeah. Not pretty keen. I was very keen in the boat because from everything that I'd been told, conversations that I'd had with people involved in this horse, they weren't worried about barrier 20 because there's 600 metres from the start until the bend. So from what we've heard, Blake McDougal had 600 metres to V-line across to get to where he needed to be. Like, you just have to go back and watch the sail run. People reckon Snapper is quick out of the gates. He left Snapper for dead. Like, this horse is so quick, and there is not a horse in this race that would have been quick enough to go with him and be able to keep going with him. They would have burned up and tied up and cost themselves the race. So, yeah, I, it's it's pretty unfortunate because I was I was very keen, and we were on at $21. You were on at $6 a place. Like, he was yeah. $6 the win. Um, yeah, yeah it real been on sick. Top for me. But it is sick. Areas, don't but... fall off. Yeah, he will win a Group One. This horse, he is a Group One horse. So especially around like the a, valley, whether yeah, it's a Moya or a Manicado, is going to suit him. He he will win a Group One in the spring, punters. So don't fall off him. It's unfortunate, but anyway, these are the cards you get dealt sometimes in racing. So we'll move on. Behemoth. Um, I thought he was half in the chair, to be honest with you, but the more that I've looked at this race and the more replays that I've watched, for me, he's been a horse that's always sort of half spat it. Like, you know, when he couldn't win, he sort of, in these, you know, in the last few runs of the last couple of preparations, when he couldn't win, it was sort of, uh, I can't win, I'm not trying anymore. Yep. Last start was really... Um, really good to see that he actually chased the line like yeah. he wanted to win i think you know 1200 meters and there was a bit of interference i think um from memory watching the replay at the top of the straight last not night. ideal um, when you're carrying 62 yeah, kilos he's def- no no and he's always he's always a big horse but you can't big horses can't always just barge their way out of trouble unfortunately like sometimes doesn't matter how big you are, you can't just yeah. push him out of the way. It doesn't always work like that. But that's yeah, why I, I think I've Barrier Eight warm to him. Yeah, that's why I think Barrier Eight yeah, is going to suit him down to a T. I mean, he was awesome first up, carried sixty-two kilos there. He drops three kilos back to fifty-nine. Yes, he's the top weight, but he's he's not that harshly treated. Really, he's a no. he's a multiple Group One winner. He gets a four-kilo weight swing on some of those horses. Um, he was second pick for me. We might move on to Saboteur yeah, XL. Yep. Any other comments? No, no, no. You're okay. with him. You're with him. Okay. That's all that matters. Yeah, Number I'm, I'm with him. I'm with him, yeah. Is Saboteur XL. He is the defending champion. He won this race by two lengths last year. Is he good enough to go back to back? He does look the map horse. He'll be near the front. I'm going to say no. He's not that good, this horse. <laughs> I know that's hard to say because he won this last year, but he's yeah. not that good. Yeah. Let's go back through his form, punters. So he won this race last year. He then, then he went to Eagle Farm, 
was beaten 1.2 lengths, probably could say is a little bit unlucky, but that was a bunch finish. He's then finished six lengths off to Farnay at 1,400 metres, second last. No good. He's then beaten Dosh in a weight for age group two. Dosh ran last last week. That's not form. He then went to the Valley, which Jonker won. He started $6.50 in the market there. No good. Was well held at sale, beaten nine lengths by in the boat. And then he, he got pipped by free of debt. Free of debt is a number in this race. This horse is also a number. He is way too short in the market for mine. Like last year, he beat Behemoth, who was not going at his best, and Geetra. Geetra is half sitting in the coffin. Well, he's retired now, but he was half sitting in the coffin then. Yeah. This horse is a massive hole in the market. I don't want a bar of it. Yeah, no, I agree. I almost, said earlier, I almost said earlier today, 72, uh, 72XL is not a Group 1 horse, and then I remembered he won it last year, but <laughs> I still don't think he's a Group 1 horse. Um, I just think yeah. it was a bit of a, an anom- anomaly last year. Um, I couldn't see him winning. I think we'll move on to no. uh, number three, September yeah. runs scratched. Number four, the Inferno. I'll quickly go first. Um I'm pretty keen. I know the map is a little bit tricky, barrier three, um, but this horse was the best horse in Singapore before he came over. Um, so people trying to say he's not a not a good horse. Like this is a good horse. He's got a proper engine, a proper big yeah. turn of foot. Yeah. Um, he's shown flashes of brilliance in Australia, but he ha- he hasn't had the the luck at times. Um, we're on at sixteen dollars, and I I think if he gets the breaks, he's a he's a massive chance. Um, I'm pretty happy to see Mark Zara is retaining the ride. He he was um, suspended for elation, and I thought he might not be riding the horse, but he is sticking. So um, he's on top for me. He needs a bit of luck, obviously, but I think he could be the best 1,200-meter horse in the race. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's he's a real good horse, this guy. I've got a lot of time for him. He's, he's He just falls victim... To his own race shape, often, um, yeah, which is a bit unfortunate. But I suppose that's what happens when your racing pattern is a back marker. Um, gates a little sticky. From four or three, I think he's going to go into um, four. Yes, um, I, yeah, I just think it's it's a little bit sticky. But like, look, you don't want any other jockey on to to give you a peach in a group one. Zaz will push him out of the way. Um, yeah, if he's up. in trouble and he gets clear air, if, if he gets last shot at him, which well, they'll hear him coming. If, yeah. if he's out in clear air, he's definitely a danger because like he storms home. He finally gets to 1,200 metres here. Like that win at the Valley in the McEwen Stakes, was it? I think yeah, when he beat yeah, he Portland ran. Sky over 1,000 metres. Yeah, Portland Sky. He ran super that day. Thousand meters is way short of his best, and then he should have won at the Valley when he got pipped by a wild ruler or just missed. Yeah, Um, and he was only beaten six lengths in an Everest. Like, none of these horses are good enough to run an Everest. No offense, and and it was a wet track. They're not, and on on soft ground. Yeah, this horse is a dry tracker. Yeah, he needs dry track to accelerate. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right, um, Bo Rosser is number five. He's quite a big price. He was poor last start. Um, he is a big price if you can forgive that, but he was poor. So what do you do with him? 
I'd probably have to have five dollars on him because yeah. <laughs> I was on him last start. But yeah. look, no, this I can is see a what big you mean. step up here. I don't think yeah. he's definitely like. Look, this would be a good race if it was like a group two or a group three minus a few of the horses that are good enough. Like, there's a fair few B graders in this race, and he's one of them, unfortunately. But you know. At the end of the day, it is a horse race and anything can happen. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I'd be shocked if he won. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, in, in the, the boat, boat is scratched. scratched. Instant celebrity. Unfortunately, um, crying. <laughs> yeah. Instant celebrity, I, I think she's more of a, a mare's group class. You know, I think she's more suited against her own sex. She's not a bad horse. She's not a bad sprinter. But shows it. Yeah, go on. Well, let's be honest. It shows you how good this race is because she ran second in this race last year. Yeah. Form. Real good form, punters. <laughs> no, no, she's passed it for me. Yep, no worries. Uh, the astrologist, uh, consistent horse. He's a fighter. We all love him, but often he just finds a couple too good, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think you're right there. Um, he's a good horse. You'd love to own him. Like, he yeah. always tries. But sometimes trying hard doesn't always cut it. Like, sometimes when you're not good enough, doesn't matter how hard you try. Um, yeah, yeah uh, I'd love to see him win for Freddie because Freddie deserves a group one. He works pretty hard. Um, yeah, I'm half cheering for Freddie. But I don't think he's good enough to win. Yeah, he's nine dollars. I I just I couldn't see myself getting involved in that. Um, Halvorsen number nine. He was huge in the William Reid behind September Run. He ran second at Mammoth Odds. Um, he's got a big turn of thought. He's out. He's thirty four dollars. Look, I couldn't turn people off having a little bit on him, but at the same time, he could just be outclassed here. I, I despise this horse a little bit. I've never, never <laughs> Can't caught catch him, him, never yeah. been on the right side of him. No, he's just never been one of mine, and he's not going to start now. Look, like from a pricing perspective, I think he's got more chance than Savitt to excel and uh, the astrologist, and they're like a third of his price, just up, just over a third. Like he's twenty six dollars, and they're nine and ten dollars. So from a from a betting perspective, he's a better bet in my eyes than those two. Um, but yeah, not getting any of mine. Yeah. Twice this campaign, he's um, absolutely murdered me. He beat Malkovich down the straight and then he beat It's Our Time down the straight. <laughs> Sorry to bring up bad memories, but those were good performances. Uh, we'll move on to <laughs> number 10, Free of Debt. He had his absolute birthday last night, over 1,100 metres. Uh, he fell in. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole field turns the tables on him. <laughs> Just a number. Yeah. Not, good luck to Connections. They've got a runner in a group one, but he's just a number, unfortunately. Yeah. It's pretty harsh to say about a last start winner, but anyway, we'll move on. Uh, <laughs> regards Marie, number 11. Uh, super consistent horse. Nick Ryan's got it flying again. Beat uh, Lombardo, then a beat Buffalo River. I think at the elite level, he's better at 1,400 metres. And he also draws barrier one here. 
He's just a string below, yeah. but if you read the form guide and people will say form means everything, well, yes, it sort of does until the gates <laughs> open, then it's a whole whole new ball game. He was a length off in the boat first up at True. the valley over 1,200 metres. So the valley in this place sort of run a little bit similar. Not, not too similar, but... This sort of similar aspects. Yeah. Um, yeah. If if you had to clutch at straws, which you would be, or you wanted a, a push to back in, there's your push. A length off in the boat. His best is good enough. Whether he finds his best here from the sticky gate, I don't know. But, yeah. Another one. It'd be good to see Bill win a group one. Yeah. Um, Works pretty hard, travelling everywhere to ride, and he went through that real purple patch when he was working with Painty, and they just were riding winner after winner after winner. Yep. It's slowly diminished a little bit of the recent times, but yeah, not the worst. Yep, uh, Ironclad number twelve. I think he's also a little bit better over further. He's drawn out in sixteen. Um, look, he's another. He's, he's not a bad horse, but. I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't get too involved in him, I don't think. Not over twelve hundred for me, but um it is worth noting that Nico and Trav Noonan, who we both uh see as pretty good judges, they they both kicked up for him, so like when they sort of talk you listen yep. sort of thing. But yeah. He's more of a fourteen hundred metre horse for mine, but um, we'll be cheering for Pricey, I know that much, so give it Team strength. Will. Will Price and Will Clark in combined there. Number 13 is Lombardo. Um, some of his best form has actually come here at Morpherville. He does draw wide, but look, if he's ever going to win a Group 1, this is probably his type of race to win. You, you might have had a, a dollar or two on him. Yeah, I've backed him. Not... Not so much because um, I think he's a real, real, real good thing. But as you as you touched on, if he's going to win a Group One, it's going to be here. Um, he's got a decent SP profile. Like he was very firm in the Manicato, I think it was from yeah. memory. Manicato, he started equal favourite, I think. Was he about five bucks in the Manicato? Yeah. Where five, six bucks. Yeah. Six dollars. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so they thought enough of him then to be to be firm in a market in a weight for age group one, not a set weights and penalties group one, uh, which this is. Um, look, and I think the key to Lombardo is Spanos. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he's unbeaten on the horse, two from two. I think both of them are here at the track and trip. So, like, look, he handles all surfaces if there was to be any rain, which I don't think there's going to be. Um, gate 18 a little sticky but I suppose that's why you're getting a price um, yeah I've definitely had something on him I'll be cheering um, there's worse bets here yep gate 18 18 dollars for Lombardo we moved to number 14 Outlaws Revenge it was actually a big run last start um, look I wouldn't turn someone off having five dollars on him look I think he's the price he is because of the stable 
Um, but he has claimed a couple scalps. Um, I don't know. Like he'll probably be outclassed, but he is fifty sixty to one. So couldn't couldn't absolutely put a pen through him. I don't like this horse because he beat me one day when I was on Rock the Ring. Yeah. And ever since then, I've, I've pulled his tail. Um, yeah. Just another one. Look, good horse. Loved owning. He's had six wins from 15 career starts, but this is a bridge too far for me. Yep, yep fair enough. Uh, 15 is Bella Nipatina. Um, she's, grown a, she's grown a leg with Myron Eustace, let's be honest. Um, she's... She has turned it around a fair bit. She's won some decent races. Um, again, though, I just think Mare's form, I just don't see her being at the top. Like, if they all run to their best here, she's not She's not on top for me. Not a bad horse, but I couldn't have her. What she's got in her favour is she's a trier. Yeah. Like... If she runs to that four-length defeat from Nature Strip in the VRC sprint from last spring, she'll win this. Like, she also did almost if, win a If she Manicaro. turns up and she gives her best, like yeah. she's a real trier. Her form can be a little bit misleading because she's a victim of race shape as well because she's, sort of, she's not always the best away and she's not always in the best position. Um, yeah, she's not the worst here. I haven't backed her yet, but I'm going to have something on because yeah. she's a little bit of a girlfriend of mine. She always tries. And, and what we were talking about before about jockeys, who will ride you a race to win a group one? Johnny's one of them. Johnny. Yeah. Look, maybe I should back pedal a little there. She was probably unlucky not to beat Jonker in the Manicato. So... Look, definitely not hopeless. Like we'll she has on. won 1.7 million in prize money. Yeah, no, she is a good like she's, horse. She's no squib. No. This one might be a squib. <laughs> not might be. Number 16, Asar. <laughs> uh, he's never been one of mine. I see people kicking up for him again here. Oh. It just goes around, doesn't it? They must be lovers of Sharky. They must yeah. be lovers of Sharky if they're beating up for him because Sharky always beats up for him because he's a Leneva Park stallion prospect. Yeah. No. 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 Not, not even worth talking about. He's no, not getting any no, airtime. No, 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 no. Not an option is number 17. Um, this horse, a lot of people are sticking up for it. It was okay run... Um, last start just kind of one batted away and then it was good at mornington it actually knocked me out of the quality the start prior at mornington beat superium um i don't know a lot of people are sticking up for it as i just mentioned jaws bowl in five but uh not not for me no i can't have it either to be honest with you it's best forms fresh for one good point um yeah, I can't beat up for it, and I'm half pulling its tail. A few people will know why I'm pulling its tail. Um, not going to elaborate for obvious reasons, but yeah, no, I don't want it to win. Yeah. Uh, number 18, Frankie Pino, won the Wongoom last start. Um, that was an awesome win. We 
had something on. I've had something on again here, but the more I look into the race, the more I think probably not. Um, gets him with 54.5. Barry 10's not a bad draw, but won't be in my top four, put it that way. Or top three. Had it been a soft track, he yeah. would have been a chance. Like, uh, and the stable haven't been short of making that uh, making that obvious that they are leaning towards Savitu Excel as their best chance. Look, I still think he'll probably beat Savitu Excel because I don't think Savitu Excel is that good. But yeah, I think he's going to be a good horse, but I I just don't think today or tomorrow will be his race. But I could definitely see him winning uh, like a 1,400 metres or a 1,600 metre group one. Like he could be competitive in a race like the CF4 or the Turak or something like that. Like it's, Rupert Clark. Yeah, those, those handicap group ones for those, um, yeah, Rupert Clark in the spring. Yeah, those emerging um, types. He's one of those horses that he's going to take that next step eventually. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't see Winnie. But I could, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at the same, at the same token. Yeah, uh, number nineteen, Extreme Warrior. This is our favourite. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he won either. Um, I'm not completely sticking the boots for him, but I just think his overall form, you can poke holes in it a little bit. I mean. That big win he had over Profiteer in the Blue Sapphire. Look, I don't think that form has exactly been franked. He did beat it easily, but I don't know. Big SP um, in the three-year-old race down the straight. What was it called? Escapes from memory. Uh, blue. Was it Blue Sapphire? <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, home Affairs race. Really? The Cornwall. The Cormor, oh, yeah. The so Cormor. he had the big, the big SP in the Cormor. Um But I don't know. He's he's only just fell in last start after getting the absolute PR. Uh, just beat It's Our Time. All reports are he was ready to go, fit in the yard. So don't know how much improvement there is. Look, I'm not, I'm not going to be backing him. He's far too short here. Like... It's this car factor, isn't it? It's just all these spruks. He's, he's going, going to, to stud. Go start after this. He's going to stud, Nico. It improves him length. Oh, no way. No way. He's going to stud. Yeah, right. Well, he's going to go to the stud. He's going to go to stud as a son of extreme choice who hasn't won a group one because he's not winning tomorrow. He's way too short for mine. You're paying dead set car tax here. Like we were talking about form before. This is not form. He's beaten Profiteer. Like, that's his claim to fame. He beat Profiteer. He fell in last start, and he was screwed down to win. Nico said he had no improvement to make. He said he's going to have to improve to win here. If he's at, if you're at your top, you can't you can't improve anymore. Like, how's he going to improve to win here? He's going to need to find what three, four lengths off last start to win here. Like. He should be racing against It's Our Time and Front Page tomorrow. Yeah. Like, no. None. He actually, yeah, so he beat It's Our Time last start, who's not even a favourite in the listed race. But anyway, we'll move on. Number 20 is General He Bo. fell in. He shouldn't have won. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, number 20, General Bo. Uh, Cook, he's not a bad horse, but I think he's one of the B graders from the, from the three-year-old 
a lot. Um, if you're saying Extreme Warrior can't win, then I don't know. I don't know how you can say General Bo's a... Do you think there's General a difference. Bo, one's five dollars and one's sixteen dollars. True. True. No, I'm not, I don't think I don't think that like General Bo's a moral or anything like that. But like, for a betting perspective, he's not the worst here. Like he's best with fifty-two and a half kilos. He's a chance. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, he ran. He's only beaten a length by Extreme Warrior. That race that we, that we were speaking about. Yeah. SP uh, sixteen dollars got beaten at uh, six dollars. Sorry. Yep. Then fourth, third in the William Reed. Third in the William Reed, beaten a length from September run, who is single figures here. At $61, absolutely huge run. And, yeah, like if you go back through, go back through, ran super in one of the three-year-old group twos uh, that Kalos won. That was a bit of a boil over. Um, yep. Look, yeah. He's, he's not the best, but like he's certainly not the worst here. From a betting perspective, he was unlucky in that run um, against Extreme Warrior. And you're getting $16 about him, or you're getting you know, $4 or $5 about one. I know which one I'm backing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough, to be honest. Number 21, Manhattan Times, to round it out. Uh, lots of, again, lots of good judges are ticking up for this horse. Uh, James Jordan... The pick of them, JJ, the SA expert, he's got him on top at odds. So, look, flying this prep, first, first, second, second, third. Um, Serides had an absolute PR last start, and this horse ran second, and General Bow, uh, sorry, General Bow second, this horse third. So, can you make a case? I'm sticking up for General Bow. You sort of got a half tick up for this bloke too. Like he's pretty progressive, fifty-two kilos. Gonna be a good horse. Uh, good track and trip stats, albeit lesser grade. But he tries. That's all you can ask for. Not all horses try. Um, a lot of good judges are sticking up for him. Probably missed the price. He's probably short enough now. If we got back out to forties, maybe he could have a couple of dollars on. But uh, yeah, there's there's. Worst bets in this race to him. Yep. Well, that wraps up the runner by runner. Um, my main bets are the Inferno and Behemoth, number one and number four. Um, I'm happy to suspect a couple others um, at longer odds in the market. Uh, yeah, what was your betting strategy? Nico, five bets in this race. I'm going to have five bets. I'm going to have, I'm going to back Behemoth and the Inferno with you. And I'm going to have a few little smaller bets just on a few of the roughies I've touched on. Lombardo, General Bow, and Ballon Epitana. Yep, sounds good. All right, we go around the grounds now. I think we have to pick up the pace because uh, we went a bit slow there. Uh, we'll go to Flemington. Rail out six metres. Uh, no leaders won here uh, last week. Good for all day, should be. Uh, race two is a 1,400 metre event for the two-year-olds. I thought Brosnan would be hard to beat here. Um, uh, he hasn't appreciated the heavy tracks in Sydney, but his VRC sires run, this track and trip was excellent. He was actually a little unlucky too. You see the grey trying to poke through. 
Um, his best form is the best in the race easily. He's taking uh, ground off Let's Roll the Dice. I think he's a great bet if he's not over the top. He's, he's uh, $3 here against some horses that don't have his form. Yeah, you've definitely got to respect the stable when they send one down from Sydney. Um, I looked at him, but I sort of just wanted to see the market late. Um, obviously, it's going to be a little bit different for everyone because some people put their bets on and forget. Some people have other commitments tomorrow and they won't have the, the luxuries of watching the market. But you'll know late here, if the big boys get involved, I think he'll be winning. Like if you see him firm, if he starts 260, 270... I think you can bet with confidence. Yeah. But if he sort of drifted to 340, 350, uh, he could sort of probably win without me. But that was just my initial thoughts. But he's got to be clear top pick in the race. Yeah. Race three was a 2,000-metre three-year-old handicap. Uh, I'm with Flash Feeling here. He's on the quick backup from last week, the three-year-old Colt. He got back and absolutely monstered to the line to win that. That was over 1,700 metres. He now gets to 2,000 metres. Uh, he's drawn to swoop. The market obviously loves the backup. And um, Flemington has been suiting these back markers. Um, he's up a little bit in weight, but I'm, I'm happy to look past that. You've got the likes of Blushing Tycoon, Secret Glamour, Villard in here. They don't exactly cover themselves in glory. No, no you're right. Um, super win last start from Flashfield. And it looked like sort of looked like they were holding, 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 and then they pressed the button. Just You could sort of see that the backup and a 2,000-metre run was not too far away. Like You could sort of see the educational purposes that he was taught last week in the run. Um, yeah, I haven't had a bet in the race, personally, but I could definitely warm to what you said. Um, I know he was one of Dean Lester's best bets of the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a couple of people like, sticking up for Blushing Tycoon, but I don't think he exactly finds the line. Uh, we'll move on to race four. <laughs> it's a 1,400-metre benchmark, uh, 78 for the three old fillies. I've got one and you've got one here. I'm with number four, Liberated Girl. Um, excellent debut win. It rated well. They spaced third by nearly five lengths. That's always a terrific sign. Um, given a real quiet jump out, but looked really good. We lose Carr, but we get Linda Meach on. I think she's got options from gate eight. Um, defining the favourites drawn out in barrier 14. Did run second to Elation, which people will love, but it was uh, uh, she was still space. So I'm with Liberated Girl, and I'm happy to back your one too. I'm pretty keen here on Israelite Bay as my best value of the day. Uh, I took $11 earlier and I've had a good crack the place as well because I don't I don't think it'll miss a place I know that's pretty people are going to look at me and go what's this clown going on about it's $8.50 and $3 a place but she's a real smart filly this like I got a lot of time for her she was a she was half a length off Bonza Perla um, in her second ever race start Bonza Perla is a group one winner now um Confidence booster made a win last start uh, where it went absolutely pear-shaped. Like, you go back and watch the replay, it was a dead-set boat race. But she won because she's a good filly and she's got a good will to win. And as we keep harping on about, we only like backing horses that like winning and, and like trying. Um, 
I think she's such a bet here. Like up to fourteen hundred meters, big track at HQ. She's bringing some of the best form in here. Like some of these horses are coming out of sort of maiden grade. Like I know defining ran second to Elation, but someone had to run second in that race, and it was her. Yeah, like agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's a good bet here, punters. My best value of the day. Real keen. Joel, give her a peach. Give her a little flick with the whip over the line. Things you love to see. <laughs> we love it. 13 and 14, easy two-bet play. Race five uh, is a 1,100-metre three-year-old handicap. Uh, where We've split a little bit here. I think I do think number five, Star Patrol, is a moral. Um, crazy good win last start. Seven lengths, ran cracking time. Lots of people will say absolute fluke. But it did win first up by five lengths, so it's done it twice. I think it's just come back better this prep. Look, I think it, I think it's definitely going to rate down. Like it can't produce what it what it did last start, back to eleven hundred meters. But John Well in nine, fifty four kilos. I was happy to have it as a as a multi anchor. Could back it if it got to dollar sixty. <laughs> uh, I'm against the tide here, like. Look, he could come out and make me look absolutely stupid. But I'm trying to just, from punters that are listening to this and who know me and know how I used to punt, I'm trying to switch how I used to, how I, how I used to punt to how I punt now. I used to love diving into shorties, but I'm just trying to, I'm trying to have a bit more perspective on, on the way I bet now. And for me, like, I took a $1.45 outback action to place in a multi earlier, and you're getting that, for Star Patrol to win, like I don't think, I don't think Outback Action is going to miss a place where I think it's a genuine chance for it to beat Star Patrol. Like Star, I, I don't see Star Patrol running the same huge figure it did. Like there's a massive chance that it, it rates right down, and I think Outback Action, like she's a smart filly. I think she can definitely take that next big step. Like you get Linda on here. She's going to be pretty positive. She's going to be stalking Star Patrol. Linda V. Preble. Look, at the price, like for me, I think, to put it in perspective, $1.50 Zaki or $1.50 Star Patrol, there's there's too much of a difference for me to be jumping into to Star Patrol here. I'm actually going to have a second bet in the race on a filly who, if she brings her best form, she's a little bit of a girlfriend of mine. I'm back to in her early starts. Is Crystal Bound. I know she carries three and a half kilos more, but she's a class runner in the field. She loves the track and trip. Um, yeah, she, she seems to really do her best racing up the straight at Flemington. She's a listed winner, and she's group two placed. Look, at $15, I'm spewing I didn't take the, the $3 to place yesterday before all these scratchings. There was about 11 in the field. There's now only eight, so it's probably not, not a whole lot of fat in the $2.30 to place, but... I don't think she's the worst. Yep, no, fair enough. Um, race six is 1,800-meter benchmark 84. I'm going to steer clear of this race for now. There's a, there's a couple of horses in here who are not exactly genuine. Cool. Um, Canaan, Welsh legend, Five Kingdom. But are you going to have a crack? D-Day. For Coolth. Yeah, One more is. time, I'm going to the well. Jai on is a massive tick. Like, you got to remember, this bloke's riding to win a premiership. 
he's got the pick of the rides in any race he wants because the other good hoops are pretty much interstate come Saturday. Like, he gets 1,800 metres, which I think are miles his best trip, but it was, it was a putrid ride last start. Like, he was ridden completely upside down. He's not a horse that should be up in the first four and ridden out of his comfort zone because he, he half spat it and then he got bad luck. Charged to the line, ran the fourth quickest last 200 of the day. Um, yeah, it's D-Day. He's got, this is his last chance. If he doesn't win tomorrow, I'm off. Um, but I'll be cheering for my boy Maxi, who's in the ownership. Yeah, um, good luck, Maxi. Yeah, one last chance for course tomorrow. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Race seven is the listed straight six over 1,200 metres. Look, I was almost going to tip number 12, It's Our Time. I'm still not like I'm just still just sitting on the fence a little bit. I know you've been you're... sucked in here. This is what you've been. Tell the punters. Tell the punters the real story. You've been sucked in. What about front page? You, you kick it up. You kick it up for front page, aren't you? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Tip, I'm no, not tipping Benny into the race talk. right now. I'm not tipping into the race right now. Look, front page. I know he has his convictions. He was very good in the Wagga Town Plate first start. The thing, I almost wanted to just launch It's Our Time, but he's been missing this start. He's been missing the start yeah, of length, a length and a half. I understand what you mean. Um, look, Serious Suspect's not the worst. He's he's um, $17. Curran's not a bad horse. If I had to put one on top, it would be It's Our Time. I think he can still half miss the start and win back at, at, back at headquarters. Um, but for the sake of a tip, I'm not putting one out right now. All right, well, I'll tip for both of us. It's Our Time is a Flemington horse. I'll argue anyone to the hills here. Like, he's, his form is a little bit misleading. If you kick it up for Extreme Warrior, or you think that's form, well, that's good enough form to win here. He got beaten a pimple last start. Probably should have beaten Extreme Warrior, if we want to be in, in all honesty. He gets Jai. That's massive. Like... I know Freddie's been with him, but, like, let's be honest, Jai versus Freddie, you're going to take Jai any day of the week. No offence to Freddie, but he's a Flemington horse. He gets back to Flemington, 1,200. He's a bet for me. And the other one I'm going to back at overs. I know he isn't so genuine, but he won this race at 101 last year, and he is a Flemington horse, Romancer. I've backed him at $19. Look, he was only beaten 2.6 in that race um, last start behind Extreme Warrior, the same form line that we keep talking about. Um, 1,200 metres is his his pet distance. I'm backing him, and I'm going to come out and say it because all I've done is slander, slander, slander. Front page has absolutely none. It, It never runs two good races in its life. And people might go, look at the form guide. It won two races in a row. Yeah, benchmark races back over the border. Like, give me a spell. This thing, if this wins, I'll lose. Simple as that. I'll put my neck on the line. Give me some hate next week, punters, if it comes out and makes me look stupid. But this thing's got absolutely none. I don't want to bother it. Don't back it. Don't do it to yourself. Uh, I will just give a quick shout out. One of the lads in the office uh, is a part owner of Romancer, so give him strength. 
Race eight is a benchmark 100 over 600 meters. We don't see too many of these. Um, I'm back aboard the Tuvalu train here. He, he was back after a little injury break last start. He won really well at the bull. As you can see, he kind of crabs around the turn. He doesn't really handle the wet track. But I think back on a dry surface, he's drawn gate nine. I'm hoping uh, Jared Fry can come across. He's into seven now. Hopefully he can come across and just sit outside lead or take it up himself. Look, 1,400 meters might be a better distance for him than the mile. But Lindsay Smith says this is his best horse. Lindsay Smith also has corner pocket, which is another borderline group horse. Um, so I'm, I'm back aboard the Tuvalu uh, train. I think Pro Consent could actually be the Quinella horse again. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm Tuvalu pretty keen. I could go the 13-9 Quinella. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit reserved here. I'm not, I'm not as convinced um, that Tuvalu just turns up, runs, wins. Um, Pro Consent is definitely a danger. Like, there's a three kilo weight swing and I think he's going to be better suited v Tuvalu at the mile. Like I think Tuvalu could be just a super. Like Tuvalu could win a Rupert Clark. I think that's his race come the spring. Handicap Group One, fourteen hundred meters, perfect. I just think that the end of a mile half sees him out. Look, I haven't decided what I'm going to do for a betting proposition yet. But look, if you back Tuvalu. Please save on Procacent because I think he's definitely a danger. Don't worry about Skyman, he's a pretender. Vitruvius, well, he's eligible for a benchmark 70. He should, that's where he should be running. So see, so see Bond's past his best. Don't worry about the rest of them. Just, if you're going to chip into Tuvalu, just have a saver on the stable, mate. Lindsay's spoken about this horse as being his Swan Hill Cup horse. That's listed grade. They're going to want to see a decent performance here. Yeah, I'm torn at the moment. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but they're the two likely bets. Yeah, it would be a little bit sick if you launched two blue in the stable, mate. One. Um, I was going to back Grand Pope in the last, but he's just been scratched, unfortunately. Did you have anything in the last? Uh, no, I don't have anything in the last. No, looks a looks a very tough race. I think we'll move on to Rose Hill Gardens. Heavy eight, rail in the true... 8 to 15 millimetres of rain tomorrow, so it's going to be genuine, genuine heavy ground, which means number nine, uh, sorry, race nine, number 13, Quintello. I think she can just win again here. Um, she loves the, absolutely loves the slop. Uh, she's always shown talent, but she's come back a better mare this prep. She, she has drawn out, so that's the little caution, but I think it should be okay. Apparently, she was a little bit underdone uh, according to Nick Noonan, first up at Mornington. She still absolutely bolted in. Um, she walked in again last start. And we get a direct form reference here. Solar Apex just beat Elusive Jewel last start. Quintillo, Quintello absolutely smashed her. Yeah, she's easy enough to find. Um, she sort of half picks herself here. She's pretty progressive. I could definitely chime in, uh, in with you there. The only one that I... Just wanted to keep an eye on, um, not necessarily going to suggest as a bet, but if you if you have itchy fingers and you want to have a bet, race six at Rose Hill, uh, the pretty smart 
Philly Dynasties is going around. She was the yeah. horse who beat Gypsy Goddess last start. Um, she's also a mudlark. She just loves the wet. All their best figures are on soft ground. And it's easy enough form to like. Like She was four lengths off Espiona first up. Over 1,400 metres. And then obviously, you know what happened last start being Gypsy Goddess. You don't obviously have J-Mac, but you have Tommy on. It's good enough. They look pretty limited here. But they're just dead set numbers. She's going to be any good and keep taking that natural progression. Um, you can back her at $2.50, but I suppose it's up up to you whether you want to have a bet at, at the price. But she's definitely something to watch uh, for form references and stuff moving into to, to deeper races in the Queensland Carnival. Yep. Uh, as you can tell, punters, we're probably going to do most of our work at Flemington, the good track. Um, you know, it usually plays straight. The best so. track in the world, Betty. Yep, okay. To, to punt on. <laughs> um, I love Rudy Valley, but the best track <laughs> to punt on is definitely Flemington. Yeah, we love HQ. We'll move on to Doombin. Uh, we've got another heavy eight here. Um, as we touched on in the Doom and Cup, yep, heavy 10. It's going to be wet. It's going to be um, horses who absolutely love the wet. Number four, Buffalo River. He absolutely swims. It's in his name. Good run first up at Sandown. As you can see in that race, they actually get to him really early in the straight. He just keeps fighting back. He just keeps digging oh, yeah. through this soft ground. Yeah, he's a he fighter. Beats, yeah, he beats Allbar, regards Marie. Heavy 10, yes. Backing him. Um, look, I was going to take a set against, but I'm also going to back uh, number 12, Taksu. He's just flying on these heavily, heavy tracks. He kind of profiles similar to Buffalo River. 1,350 meters is just their distance. He gets Pike at 54 kilos. He'll roll forward as well. Hopefully, they don't cut each other up. I'm backing both of them, number number four, number 12. Hopefully, one of them win. Yeah, I'm pretty keen Buffalo here. Um, gets Opie. Interesting booking. Um, but yeah, I, he's always been one of mine. This guy, he loves a heavy track. He's always a fighter, um, and it's going to be very hard for horses to make ground. Like he does his best work over fourteen hundred meters. Well, it's going to be all of that and some tomorrow on this heavy track. Opie will send him straight to the front. I don't see him betting him. Like I think he's great value at five dollars and two dollars a place. Like I. Especially I'm considering having a real big bet in the place. Yeah. Like $2 plus the place, they, I don't see him missing a place. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, was that all for Queensland? I didn't have anything else. To put it in perspective, partners, he's missed a place once from... <laughs> We're still on Buffalo. There we go. Eight, three, 11 starts. 11 starts, he's missed a place once on soft or heavy going. Yep, absolutely. There you go. Loves it, the river. Um, we'll move on to Morfittville. Good for rail out five metres um, from the 1,200 metres to the winning post out three metres from the 18 to the 12 and then true the rest. I think they're one of the only courses that do that all the time. Um, I didn't really have much of an opinion here. I was pretty happy to multi the two shorties. Extremely lucky. Race two into See You in Heaven. Extremely lucky. You know what happens when you when you name a horse extremely lucky? It gets extremely unlucky. They, they, don't, get lucky. <laughs> they don't get lucky at all. This horse uh, ran into backsides last start. 
Um, it should have finished a lot closer. Um, I think it should be handling these. It gets car. And then seeing you in heaven was just so impressive. Um, strung a couple together now. So happy to play that double. Yeah, I like those two um, coming with you there. The only other one I liked from a betting proposition. Tell me how, off weights and measures, the big D. they beat Dallasan. All right, let, I'm going to interfere for a second here because we're going to go on about a couple of runners in this race that don't like winning. Yes, I know he hasn't won in a, last, in a long time. If he was over the top, he wouldn't be here. This is his last race before he retires. He's been a super horse. He's been running in Group 1 races. Like, he's not a Group 1 horse. But he's he's a Group 2 horse, not a Group 3 horse. Half he's these horses shouldn't even get a run him, in this yeah. race. Like they're he's not been a, a whisker away from being a Group 1 They're horse. not even Group 3 horses in this race. Like, what are, what are they doing here? Like, Exolita, both fails at 1,600 metres. Cherry Tall Tony, uh, well, this is a bit of a bone of contention between me and you. He is just a wet tracker, and he doesn't win. In benchmark races, not in Group 1 races. Junipal, probably past his best. Balplacier, like, do we really... We're not, we're, I'm not going through the rest of the field. Don't, don't, don't go like, through the rest of the field. Um, look, I hope, Dallas I hope Arn, he's, a, he's a bet here. Like, this is, this is the perfect swan song, isn't it? Yeah, it does look his race. Look, I know you were talking about Cherry before. I went back and watched the last start replay. I think I'm off him again. <laughs> he absolutely oh, loomed up yes, like he was okay. going to go it's past them in, in the, yeah. the Anzac Day colours. But that's what he does. I know. Look, he, he stung me. He, he, won, he won the uh, Bendigo Mile, I think, two back. Um, and that was a good win, but okay, he's I, won, I, I see a sentiment. He's won one in his Dallas last 15. Yeah, fair. Oh, Very good, fair. Good All right, we'll move on to Belmont. Um, only one I had here. Uh, it's a Ray Day. Um, what race is it in? I think it's in the last. It's a Ray Day, baby. It's a Ray Day. Um, yeah. Very likable horse. Um, good winning strike rate. Settles on speed. Drawn barrier four. I think they can keep winning if he's placed right. This horse, um, he was spruiked as a, as a danger to Treasured Star, but I don't think he's a miler. He got out to sixteen hundred meters for that no, for that group no, two race, but um, he's a dead set sprinter and he's a he's a good sprinter. Settle on speed, twelve hundred meters. Absolutely, I think, can, I think he can win again. He's a fast horse. They let him run fast, and he's got a will to win. They're all good things in race horses, Betty. Yep. He's a good bet in the last. Hopefully, it's a just a bit of extra mayo before before Sunday. Um, we won't. Just touch on the jumps now because we're a little bit touchy for time. But we might do maybe a little little potty uh, tomorrow night. If not, I might do a, a, a personal little preview. Yeah. Depending, I might on just touch on a couple your, international what your races. Schedules like tomorrow. I'll quickly run through a couple international races. Sunday, the Group One Curra Gold Cup, two thousand meters, Lord North versus State of Rest. Um, cracking race, State of Rest, the Cox Plate champion. Uh, he was three wide, no cover last start, and won the Group 1 Pre-Gene in France. Sensational win. He got out to $8 somehow. He's $4. He's up against a proper horse, but we have to stick with him, don't we? State of rest. I think I'll be backing him. He's up against Lord North. This horse is one of Jordan Gosden's best horses, if not 
if not his best horse. Cracking turn of foot. Last start deadheaded the Dubai turf with the Japanese uh, horse Panthalassa over 1,800 meters. Uh, but I'm pretty happy to be with State of Rest there. The only other races are race six, Shartin, 2,400 meter group one, the standard Shartered Cup. Uh, I'm against Russian Emperor, number one. Uh, don't think he'll run 2,400 meters. Uh, he was a bit disappointing as the second favorite last start. I think this is Senor Toba's group one to win. Um, brilliant last start win. He doesn't get too many chances at 2,400 meters. Moreira on, draws two. Um, the only other horse I could probably kick out for is Torbjorn Diamond, ex Eric the Eel. And then race nine is a group three, 1,200 meter con. Yep, old Eric. Race nine is a 1,200 meter group three. Shartin Vaz, uh, number 10, Cordyceps, Cordyceps 6, gets him with 51.5 kilos here at the handicap conditions. Uh, Blake Shin rates this horse really highly, but he can't make the weight, so Alexi Bedell rides. I'm a big uh, Skyfield fan, but Skyfield has to give him 9 kilos. He's running with 60.5. So that's just a quick snapshot at the international races. Um, we'll do that a bit more in depth on the page, and then we'll look at the jumps. Happy to move on to, we'll quickly do listener questions and then we'll wrap up. Yep. All right. Um, Aussie from Adelaide, how many thousands of dollars should I put on Zaki this weekend? Um, I don't think you should be putting your whole bank on him. If you're on at the $2.70 uh, that we put out there, that's brilliant. If you're not, then um, maybe just have half your bank, not the whole bank. Always gamble irresponsibly. No. Um, look, if you want my advice, don't don't blow it all on him this week. You have a good bet, whatever. I don't know how much you usually stake on your horses, but there's other days. There will be another day. The sun does come up tomorrow. He will get back on a better track where they won't beat him. He could be a victim of circumstance. Tomorrow, and I really hope he's not, but there is a possibility that he could be. There's other days where they won't beat him. Tomorrow is one of those days where I, I, I hope it doesn't, but it may. There may be bad luck, but yeah, look, at the end of the day, what do we know? Oh, nothing until the race is done. Uh, Levine Juaha, uh, Juahia, sorry, can very elegant, really challenge for the arc. Quick shout to this man, he does a great job with his Hong Kong form. I'm going to stay in her current form. She can't challenge for the arc. Nope, moving on. Is she ever going to go to the arc? Like, um, I think I, there's a, I I think really there's a possibility. I have following since that she's going there. And she, I know I'm there not 100% sure. That was when she was with Waller. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, if, she, if she wants to be in the race, she's in it. Oh, I, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I, I'm... Half poured the water on her, cooled cooled the jets. Um, look, sh- right now, no, I don't think she's racing as in her peak, and I think that's what she would need to be competitive. Yeah. Um, look, if she's in the race, I'll probably have a couple of dollars on her, and I'll be cheering her. But her best is behind her, I think. And as I said when we alluded to this last week, I think her best is behind her, and I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't win another race. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I've got egg in my face, but yeah, it could be one of those situations where the best is beyond her. 
Yeah. Connor McNally, best three leg multi kings. Um, shout out. Thanks for calling us kings. We're not kings, but we'll take it. Mine is Star Patrol into Zaki into Tuvalu. Bit of a mug multi, but there you go. I'll go. Uh, we'll go. Outback action. Oh, the place. I'm torn here. <laughs> we'll Buffalo go outback place. action. The place. Yep. Into Buffalo place. Into Polly Gray. The place. Place multi for you. I don't see it losing. Nice PPP. Jack Adams got three questions for us. You were hard against Tuvalu last start with on Saturday. I'm a yes. Nico is a little bit grey. I am a maybe. <laughs> Jack Adam, front page or it's our time. Nico might explode here. <laughs> well, you know the answer. You already know the answer to that by listening already. Yeah. One has got none and one has got lots. Yep. Um, Star Patrol into Zaki, the mug multi of the weekend. I'm a yes. Nico is a no. Until Outback Action beats Star Patrol. Oh, maybe. <laughs> uh, Who knows? We'll know a, after the race tomorrow. We will know then. As oh, a, uh, we'd love a weekly harness special from Nico. Something outside of the box for the racing pod. I'm not sure if this is taking the P155 or not. Do you actually bet on harness? Fuck like you, you delve into it a little bit? Sometimes. Uh, a little bit. More so during lockdown, I sort of developed <laughs> a little bit of a... Um, that sounds real bad. Um, I sort of... Uh, over lockdown, like my old man used to be heavily sort of involved in it. So I sort of like learn a thing or two. Like, look, I don't mind it, but I, I'm no mug. I wouldn't sit there. I follow, I follow it enough to know who the good horse or the good trotters and paces are come the big races. Um, if I've got a bonus bet on a Saturday evening and I flick through the fields and there's a decent horse running it, yeah, I might chuck it in, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not having a bet on the horses today because I'm going to bet in the trots. But yeah. yeah, there will be no harness content coming on the Racing Previews podcast. Yeah. Last question is from Maxi Mini. Good luck with Kulf. Are you saving on Polly Gray due to the track conditions? Uh, I'm on Zark at $2.70, so I'm going to say yes. I'm, I probably will have a little saver on poly gray but um yeah if you if you're not on then yeah it's kind of up to you anything else checking out yeah uh we obviously touched we obviously touched on this uh before but um yeah i definitely think if there's a danger to zaki uh it's it's that but look if you're on zaki at a good price i don't i think you can you can have a double win in the race. Um, place. Like, place. I think Polly Gray is such a good bet at the place. Yeah. Like, I can't harp on about this enough. Like, I'm seriously considering having a, a good bet Buffalo the place in the Polly the place at like 440, I think I, I had a look at earlier. Like, it's... Oh, that's that's a good bet. Like, I, I don't see either of them missing... They could both win. Might have a little win and place multi. But I'll half pull If you're going to have a place multi, always put something on the win. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. (laughs) Nico knows this too well. Comment. 
Uh, anyway, no, I, think, I think that'll do us. Bit of a marathon pod. Um, one hour and 13 we're at, so we've done well. Nico's done well to only That's manage... That's good. Good <clears> content. Nico's only given away one F-bomb. Last week it was three, and uh, we're not on explicit, so... Oh, we're improving. We're, we're, on, we're, improving. we're on the way. Um, anyway, that's but, been us. Yeah. Big day, big day Sunday, punters. Sand down. Huge. Yes, Sunday. We'll feature, be there. Huge jump we'll features be, there. The we'll be out there at Sunday. Yes, get down. Get down to uh, Sand down. Should on be Sunday. good. That's a bit um, of a tongue twister. But it's time to go watch the baggers now. As so, we touched on before. Yeah. Uh, the Swatties, ghost ones. No, go the Blue Boys. <laughs> All right, thanks, punters. Good luck tomorrow. Go, go baggers.